Hey guys, you're here with the Driveway Athletes. Uh, we're recording an episode today uh, where we talk about the top 12 quarterbacks. Um, we only go up to rank 13 because in most leagues, the format is 12 teams. Uh, so that would represent outside the starting quality after that. Um, we do a little bit of talking about the guys afterwards and projecting if they can make the leap or not. Uh, but really, most the bulk of the episode is talking about quarterbacks ranked 1 through 13. The difference in my own ranks versus the consensus ranks, what we're feeling there, um, what we would spend, and our little bit of feeling about how this position in fantasy has evolved, and then my own feelings about moving to two quarterback or super flex leagues. So it's quarterbacks today. Um, hope you guys enjoy. I'm hoping to be back tomorrow um, with a mid round player um, episode just talking about guys we like after the first three rounds Um, but I also understand that most people's fantasy drafts are this weekend this weekend and next so I want to try and get this content this draft content out before this season actually starts so I should be back tomorrow if not I'll be back next week with that topic thank you guys hey guys you're here uh, if you listen to the intro uh, we're, you understand we're here to talk about quarterbacks today, which will close out our single player position uh, discussions. Um, not sure about you guys, but our draft is this coming weekend. This is a big draft weekend, and I think next weekend is probably the, if not the biggest because of the holiday, it, it like um, it is of the biggest draft because a lot of people do draft like the Wednesday before the Thursday night kickoff. So um, we're really getting into the home stretch. So this is the last of our positional, and then we'll have some different topics as far as like mid round guys we like, but we're really, we're running right up against it here. What's going on everybody. So I'm here with that again. Um, If you listen to the last episode, we had a little bit of debate on what we were going to do here and said, we'd save some of the debate for today. Yeah. um, I mean, you, you basically said like, quarterback is I don't want to put words in your mouth but like you're like your least favorite to talk about I think if in terms of fantasy okay. so well, like, that's what I mean I obviously yeah. quarterback is the most important position probably in sports absolutely in football um but it is very different when it comes to fantasy. So, yeah, and and I'm going to be honest with you because I was thinking about it today. Um, I think that leagues should consider going the two quarterback. Um, Why to make it more important? Well, how do you make it more important? Is by making it more scarce. Right. I mean, you would be starting two, which makes it. I mean, you More have to born for fantasy, right? Yeah, yeah. You should be carrying at least three. Um, it pushes up where you're going to pick these guys, and um, the idea being is if you make it more scarce, then the difference between the good and the bad actually gets highlighted. Um, now there is a predictability problem still, um, but nonetheless. Um, it makes the position more important. And I also think it will open up your drafts, you know, like, um, cause there's then a little bit more individual strategy. So right now, most first rounds and first two rounds 
are really dominated, like probably 80% running back. Mm-hmm. And, um, then you'll have a you know, some wide receivers that get thrown in, especially towards the talent of the first and the talent of the second, and maybe like one or two tight ends and adding another position, maybe into those two rounds definitely changes up who fall, you know, like how you can start your team. So I think that it also like, not only does it bring the value of quarterback up, but it also introduces a different kind of strategy, which can separate some um, some knowledge gaps that maybe exist. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you would absolutely have to take quarterback much earlier than probably most people are doing these days. I mean, I'm not going to say it's fallen as late as taking a defense or kicker, but it's close. Yeah. For, for sure. most for for a good chunk of leagues. It's not like it used to be where like a very f- scarce few um it's that position so as I guess maybe value based drafting has become a little bit more popular and then as the league has gone to heavier passing um there's just a little bit of um the position just has fallen like you used to get when there was only like a small handful of good quarterbacks, some quarterbacks will go in the first. And I was going to say that the days of Aaron Rodgers going in the first round are, are over. Or Peyton Manning, like right. back in the day, you know, or Peyton Manning or, or some of these other, like those are gone. Now you might get, you know, two quarterbacks that go before the third end of the third this year, but that's still um, comparatively you used to get quarterbacks that went in the first. And, um, if we do, you know, I agree with you that quarterback is the most important position in football. And if we want to bring that more in line, we've got it artificial, just like PPR kind of artificially brings receivers up to speed a little bit more Two quarterbacks artificially makes scarcity, um, which brings quarterbacks up. For sure. So like, think about it. How many teams in, in like a given league carry one quarterback, right? Maybe half a league. Probably, I would say. Um, so, in a 12-team league, that means like 16 that, – that's 12 quarterbacks between six. That's like 18 quarterbacks. So, there's still another 14 right. that start. You know, like um, – so, which means you can still find viable options on waivers, like for a given game, maybe not for a season long, um, which is not a reality for a running back, and it's barely a reality for wide receiver. Yeah, I think um, I mean, it might have been two years ago. Uh, I um, I picked up um, Fitzmagic, and I mean, he had a stretch of games where, like, it was like unbelievable. It was otherworldly. It yeah. Was other- um. So you can you can do that. Uh, I but but I gotta say, for me, the year I did that when I bought into um, taking a quarterback, like you don't take a quarterback till the tenth round. Like I like really bought into that, and it, it kind of burned me a little bit. Like I felt like I was really like chasing that position when. It didn't. It felt like unnecessary for me to do that. Like I should have 
maybe got a guy maybe two rounds earlier. Like, so I guess, you know, like, you know, yeah, you only start one, but I think you really need, for me, I, I want to have like a, a really reliable guy starting in there. So I think that you and I have, have had different success there. So I will say this in typical home leagues, um, it is more difficult to do because there are teams that carry two and there might be a random team that has carries three, you know, like um, it happens or maybe carries three because they don't want to drop the two and they have the same buy it's or one guy's injured. So like it does happen. So it's not always as plentiful um, out there. So, you, but I will also say that I think you and I have had a little bit different, like, or varying degrees of success there with the later round quarterback, uh-huh. um, right? Because, like, 2015, I think, like, the 10th round, I, I grabbed Cam. And the next year, I make a trade to get Matt Ryan. And last year, I gave up on him, but I drafted Winston Lee, who would have been perfectly fine. So, um, I think that if – but the problem is if you wait that long and you're not – and you don't have it in you to do that grind or you're not really paying attention or you miss on this guy that you think is a good late round quarterback. Um, it, it gets difficult to make up because you really need at least 20 points from your quarterback any given week to actually. Um, yeah. That's a mock. Like that's like, if you don't that's get a minimum 20, points. I think that, in order to compete, to actually compete, and you're not playing with another team that's putting up a weekly low, yeah, you need you need twenty. Like anything lower, you really need another guy to like rigid, have a good, a really good week. So in that, it is not exactly. So when we say these kind of things, like you have to remember that. And if you're going to play that game, be prepared to grind. You know, because you are going to have to be active. And if you don't have that in you to be like putting your waiver claims in every, you know, um, Tuesday, you know, first thing and, and uh, being ready and making sure you're and then piling through the waivers of the guys who get cut. Like if you don't have that in you, that's not how you want to play and you don't want to ride matchups, then, yeah, you're, you're going to want to take a guy earlier. I think that there's a little bit of like knowing yourself there. Mm hmm. Yeah, um, it is a grind because I, I will tell you, I chased for a while and I had some success with Minshew, um, depending on how much you want to we want to call that luck or whatever else. But it did stabilize that position for me some, but I would have been in a lot much better position if I just would have said Jameis Winston, not great for his for his team, but great for your fantasy team. Yeah. And were you do you think you were looking at it that way? Like. Uh, you know, he on in real football, he's not a good quarterback, but uh, honestly, um, I wasn't sure that he'd look. Um, obviously, it was a mistake on my end, but I also looked at that first game and just said, Look, this guy's just not that good. Is he actually, you know, like for your coach to let you throw 30 interceptions, you know, like. I'm just not sure that opportunity to be that bad is that common. And I expected him to get benched. Right. You know, like that, even if it was for a guy who was not going to be that good, like no coach wants their quarterback to throw 30 interceptions, regardless of it's like he threw 50 touchdowns. He threw the exact same amount. You know, he had a, a good year statistically in yards and touchdowns, but he did not, you just as easily could have made the argument that he should have watched. 
for sure. Yeah. And that's kind of, I was like, he's so bad. I can't imagine a coach is going to want to put up with this. <laughs> and the, you know, like he, the guy's got all the talent in the world, you know, like, um, hopefully he figures it out this year watching, you know, um, but I just, I didn't think he was going to keep playing. I didn't think Arians was going to tolerate it. Um, so, and, and I, and I made that decision, obviously it was wrong, you know, but that, yeah. Yeah, that was my feeling. I was like, that game, that first game was just abysmal. And I think he got me like zero. And I think I also felt like I can get this, this from anybody out there on the waivers. Um, I, you know, like, why am I going to hang on to this? I took this guy to stream anyway, you know, like, and I should have just waited it out and, and I didn't, you know, so um, there is a little bit of if you're going to take that late round they're gonna, and you're going to want to ride it, you're also going to have to deal with some duds. You're going to make some mistakes or, or whatever, whatever else. Um, but there's no guarantee when you take a quarterback early that they're going to be great either. And that's a little bit of this conversation. Right. Um, that so you, you want to might... like kind of dive into it? Yeah, let's go for it because we talked a little bit about why I'm not the biggest fan of this. <laughs> I, I don't want to keep beating this horse. Um, it's been dead for a while. All right. So, again, we're doing fantasy Six. pros versus, versus your rankings. My own. We're and, yeah. and we're using what I consider to be standard, which is six-point passing touchdown. Right. Um. I don't understand four point passing, but six point rushing. I don't understand a touchdown's a touchdown. A touchdown should be worth six points. You know, so totally agree with you. Um I have Mahomes, uh Jackson and Russell Wilson are my top three. Okay. And then Fantasy Pros has Mahomes, Jackson, Prescott as the top three. I mean all right, no surprise, Mahomes and Jackson are your top two, right? No, like, I think when I made these ranks at the time, Jackson was the consensus one, um, which has changed. Um, I, you know that it that those two is like a little bit of a preference, which one you want to put over the other. Um, Mahomes is Mahomes, you know, like if you were to bet on one quarterback to throw 50 touchdowns, it would be Mahomes, not Jackson. And, Jack- and these two guys are in arguably is to two top five offenses in football. Correct. And Baltimore right. really coaches to Jackson's strengths. Um, and they do a good job at it. And he does a good job playing and playing the way he does, you know? Um, so, uh, it's a little bit of um, your preference. And I'd rather, you know, I I think that Mahomes is on a little bit better of an offense. I think he's got better weapons. Um, so I um, I would put my bet there. But And if- I guess, like, uh, w- let me ask you, like, would this analogy um, as – you know, you're running back with your running back that gets receptions versus like your running back that doesn't. Don't you think it's a, kind of the same with quarterback? Your quarterback that can run, you know what I mean? Like they're just like bonus points, you know? Well, and if you look at my top five and you look at fantasy pros, top five, 
in both cases, these are all guys who run the ball fairly well. Right. Um, Mahomes, you know, like it's not like he's a slouch if he's got to take off with his legs, you know. Um, and then so I fantasy pros has Dak three and I have him five. Um, I don't think that that's a big standard deviation, but um, we haven't seen uh, tall order asks from from Dak before. And I do think he's in an offense that's going to pass a little bit more, but um, I I prefer Wilson there because we we kind of it's the same offense. It's this, we kind of know what we're getting there. Yeah, he. Um, I mean, Wilson last year was in the argument for MVP. Yeah, I mean, you know, Dak had a great year last he year. He did. He did. Um. I mean, he had 4,900 passing yards, um, 23, wait, 30 passing touchdowns, um, and then two, three rushing touchdowns. So he had a very good year. Um, this isn't really me saying I think he can do more. It's that um, his attempts, other than like, uh, the, there aren't in line with another you know like if this is who he is again i think he finished the year's quarterback three um we'll see we'll see i think that how much they ran the ball takes the pressure off of dak and i'm not sure the dynamic stays the same there right um so so, the next guy so i have yeah you have kyler at what four four and um, fantasy pros has him at five. Right. So uh, Kyler Murray again had a, for a rookie, a very good year. So you expect him to progress again and they add a much better weapon. Um, that offense seems to be very friendly. Um, if you, there's like a statistic about like, it doesn't matter which running back you kept in there. The combined running backs in Arizona were like the running back three or two. Um, I think that offense just is going to provide a lot of opportunity, um, there. And if you expect Kyler to run a little bit better, um, but also take a step forward, uh, I think that, you know, at 3,700 yards, I think that there's some room to grow. I got to tell you, um, I think he is this year's Baker Mayfield. Like, I I think it's fair to say, right? There are a lot of similarities, right? It's a second year. Um, a kid that uh, it's a lot of hype, a lot of a hype, lot of hype yeah. on. Um, where you know, like, uh, and Cleveland goes out and brings Beckham in. Arizona goes out and brings Hopkins in, right? Like, there are just a lot of like very eerie similarities there. But what I also will say, because I want to pull up Baker's stats from his rookie year um i'm gonna tell you like it is it would be a ridiculous weird break in how the draft goes for me to end up with kyler Murray on on any of my teams so yeah i guess that maybe that's where like the capital you're gonna have to spend to get him like is he gonna finish in the top five like because if he doesn't, like, you could have gotten a really 
good player in the position that you need to draft him in. So the cost for any of these guys, I, you know, like, and that's also why I didn't want to, you know, because this is a thing we could probably say until we get out of the top seven. Um, so ba- their actual numbers are actually pretty similar. Baker ends up with 3,700 passing yards his rookie year. Um, and Mary, I think last year at 3,900, you know, so like, I do think that it's, it's a fair concern, you know, like, um, Time will tell. Um, it's a fair concern because you've got this skyrocketing of um, expectations. And we just don't – second year, it's tough to see if there's a sophomore slump and what changes. Kyler Murray has a little bit of a benefit that I just think that Cleveland um, – Freddie Kitchens just didn't really have head coaching chops. And a lot kind of fell because of that. And a lot fell because of bad offensive line play. Um, like so what, Arizona, yeah, Arizona is going to run a ton of plays. Yes, like that's and what they want to do. That's what they want to do. It's it's very. I mean, and we've seen an offense like that being in Philadelphia. We've right. seen Chip an offense Kelly. that wants to do that, and that had that's a double edged sword too. You know, so we'll, we'll see. I think it's a fair concern. Um, It's it's tough because there's some names later of guys who you'd say are safer because they've done it over long periods of time, but they also just don't provide the same dynamic. You know, well, like I, here's another thought. Um, you know, him being a guy who can run, he's a smaller guy. You know, what I mean? he's like, even for small quarterbacks, he's a smaller guy. Yeah, like. Someone had said when he came into his first game, and that, look, he's an amazing talent. But someone sure, said for sure, when he no when he came in for his first game, it looked like on Madden when you pick like the smallest possible player, like when you <laughs> create a player. Um, he he for even for small quarterbacks, which like Russell Wilson is considered or Drew Brees are considered, he's even smaller than that. Right. So, like, I worry about that a little bit Um, as far as, like, I mean, he's he's being taken this early because of that ability, correct? I mean, you would want – why wouldn't you want to see him do that, right? Right. Like that, that, I, I just worry about, you know, NFL guys are just as fast as you and not – if not a lot bigger than you, too. Like – so that's a little bit of a concern of mine with him. It's a fair concern. It's a very fair concern. Um, so at six, both myself and fantasy pros have Deshaun Watson. And this really represents our first non-running quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, he Deshaun Watson's been nothing but good since he came into the league. Um. So, uh, obviously, he loses Hopkins, who was his favorite target. Yeah, he loses a big weapon there. Yeah, I I mean, he threw the ball to to Hopkins a lot. They bring in Cooks, who's not the same kind of receiver as Hopkins. While they, you know, like, Hopkins is not a, like, quote-unquote big receiver, but he kind of plays a big receiver's game, um, where Cooks is more of a, like, field stretcher, which is exactly what Fuller does. Um, 
So it will be interesting to see what happens in Houston with that offense. Um, but I still think Watson's good and you know good enough to still put up good numbers. And correct me if I'm wrong. Like he got sacked a ton. Oh yeah, he's been yeah. sacked a ton since he came in the yeah, league. Yeah, so that's a concern, also. Yeah, absolutely. He's yeah. been like he's gotten beat up a lot. I mean, he's a tough guy. Like there was like what two years ago, he had to take a bus because like he couldn't fly because it's like an issue with his lung, right? Because of how beat up he got, you know. Like what a what a tough sob. Um, let, let me ask you: Do you a, think a glass breaking sound for that? Do you, think he, <laughs> do you think his comp is Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson? Yeah, no, no. Uh, I can see where you're going, but I, um, like two guys, they don't really run the, all that much, like get just to get themselves out of trouble. Right. Um, like they're mobile for sure. Yeah. They're mobile enough. Right. Uh, Watson reminds me, um, I'm trying to think cause, uh, Watson is like a more meaty guy, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and Wentz, when you look at him, at least what it, what it looks like on on camera is like a, a little leaner. Um, trying to think of the comp there. It's like um, I don't know. Wentz came into camp at like two hundred and fifty pounds. I mean, did he? Well, that's yeah. big. He used used to be right. You know, two hundred fifty pounds, big man. Yeah. Um, but uh, there are some comps. Like he's not. I wouldn't comp him to Cole Pepper. You know, like. Um, Colpet was a much bigger guy than Watson. Um, I'd have to. Th- I want to chew on that a little. Okay. Bit. I would. Who I would comp him to? Uh, maybe more like Roethlisberger. Okay. Um. But uh, right. Um, Ben's a big guy, big arm, tends to target one guy more than like I. I think that might be the the better comp. Okay. Um. Wentz is a weird one to try and comp. Um, I, I'd want to chew on that one too, but I, I see, I see your point. Um, so uh, fantasy pros has Josh Allen and then Matt, Josh Allen, Matt Ryan and Wentz. And I have um, Drew Brees, Wentz and Dr- Josh Allen. So two of those names are the same. Wentz and Allen just shuffled a little bit. Yeah, I guess that's a pretty big jump. Like Allen, they have seven. You have Breeze at. Um, that's seven. I'm sorry. Fantasy Pros has Breeze at ten. You have him at seven. Correct. So, so that puts him up, yeah. um, up a few spots in my ranks. So some of that is just again a familiarity of offense. An offense we know moves the ball very well. Um, a little f- just familiarity there. We sometimes with Drew Brees is like he he ends up towards that top end of the top ten, even though he doesn't have many top ten finishes. Um, he's just consistent throughout. Yeah, I guess like this point in his career, he's not he's not the th- ball downfield. Like, no. I don't want to call him like game manager, but it's more of a dink and dunk, right? style offense than it is a a you know air it out offense so um i don't 
I wouldn't necessarily call him a game manager because he's still got to go out and make like probably two and three reads, not like go back three step, get the ball out of your hand. And it's right. always that I call. Um, but I think that with the weapons he has, he's still going to have a good, good enough season. Um, and, and I think here when we get into this range and you're spending, you're still spending a decent amount. What you're doing is betting on guys who are going to return on that investment. And I think Drew Brees is a safe bet for that. Now, like I, I, so fantasy pros has Allen at seven. He is a guy I got like, I just drafted him. I, I mean, I'm targeting him. Like he's got a huge arm, not a, Great accuracy on the not ac- not good at accuracy. He can get the ball downfield. He just got a really good weapon in digs, and he runs the ball. And it, well, here's the thing: is is his comp would be Cam. Okay, right. Yeah, uh, right. Goal line threat. You know, they get down. You're more likely to let Allen run it in than hand the ball off. Um, big bodied guy, physical guy, probably going to get at least 500 yards rushing no matter what. Um, there's just, you know, what do you know? So you're, you're, you want to target him. I just drafted him. So obviously I'm not down talking Allen, but his biggest asset of the big arm, the deep ball is something, you know, I don't know the history of guys who come in and then their accuracy gets like really cleaned up once they're in the league. Um, But the deep ball accuracy is something for someone who has such a weapon that you do want to see improve. Um, But he did have 20 touchdowns through the air and 14 or no, and nine on the ground. Right. So um, a very productive year without having a Stefan Diggs. But the, the main issue here is, is, is there a little bit of Tim Tebow here with, like, he did not have one 300-yard passing game um, last year. I mean, but was that lack of a receiver? I mean, Maybe they did not. have John I mean, Brown, feel, who's yeah. very good. I feel like you can get 300 yards in the NFL, like, by accident these days. So, I mean for sure that is a a big concern. Yeah. So um, I just think it's a safer bet, I guess is, is the thing of, of breeze ending up here than Allen, but Allen is someone who could, who is more like, if you're going to tell me of these two players who would end up, one of these players is going to end up in the top five. Well, then I'd bet that it was Allen. Does that make sense? in, in it does. Yeah. The difference in ranking. Yep. So then at eight, you have Wentz and Fantasy Pros has Matt Ryan. Um, But I think, is Matt Ryan my next player? No. Well, yeah. So I have Matt Ryan at 10 because there's got to be room for Breeze and Allen. Um, but that would be the next player. Um, off the off the board there. So, um. I mean, Matt Ryan's in a really, really good offense. Well, and he's MVP, done. like, he, what, MVP two years ago, was it? 
two years ago when he's throwing a, a generational wide receiver and another very good one in Calvin Ridley. Right. Um, a good, little bit good is, offensive line, like yeah. I mean, and he's never thrown. He has not thrown for less than four thousand yards in since you know, like going all the way back, um, twenty thirteen through. Um, he's uh, got two seasons with forty nine hundred yards. Like he's been great. Um, they do run lose a little bit of the running game. Um, I don't really know what they're fully doing there in, in their backfield. Um, I know that uh, the running game helped open up the passing game some. I think Matt Ryan's a safe bet. Um, he definitely has better weapons than Wentz. Um, I just for sure. You know, I like. What round do you think you can get Matt Ryan in? Uh, let's see where he's going currently. ADP is currently pick 76. Um, so you're looking at like what the, uh, seven, it's late seventh, early eighth. Yeah. I mean, I'd be, I'd be more than happy to take Matt Ryan in that. In the eighth, in the eighth round. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be really happy with that. Yep. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, I don't mind spending eighth round, you know, like I, my saying always was like, there's no bust after the 10th round, but the reality is, is if you've got four running backs and four wide receivers or three running backs, four wide receivers and a tight end, what you're else you're getting there versus the um, predictability of Matt Ryan having 4,000 yards is well worth the cost of admission. I mean, I'd rather of the names, Kind of coming up next, I'd rather much rather have Matt Ryan. Right. Um. So uh, I have Brady, Rogers, and Stafford next, and um, fantasy pros. Went. Wentz. Wentz uh, at nine. Wentz at right, but we already talked about Wentz, and we already got through my top nine, really. Right. So we're just closing out ten, eleven, and twelve. Um, which Ryan, we just talked about Brady and Rogers. So Stafford falls outside of my top 12, um, but he's at 12. Um, it, so, so what do you, yeah. What do you think of Tom Brady? I, this is about his weapons. Yeah. But, and, the, and that offense, Bruce Arians runs, a, he always runs a good offense. He does, but. Is Brady so efficient that he doesn't put up these like gaudy numbers that you need for fantasy? Like, I think he's still going to be serviceable. Um, remember, we're taking him as a borderline starter here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with when you have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, um, even OJ Howard, even though he's behind Gronk, like. I think that those guys are so good, like um, especially at Godwin. Godwin at, in the slot, Tom Brady's favorite position to throw to, still represents a guy who could take it from the slot to the house. And I think that's the best. He's had very, very good players playing out of the slot, but I think Godwin represents the best player he's ever had in that position that he loves to throw to. 
for sure. And um, I think that he will be serviceable enough, right? We're, we're drafting these guys as border. There's 12 teams in your league. If everybody took one quarterback, the 12th quarterback would be your last starter, right? So, so like, we're talking about a borderline starter. I think he'll be serviceable, you know, 20 to 25 points. I think even with um, – even if we think he's more managing at this point at, and what is he going to be 42? Right. Um, I still think the guys he's throwing the ball to are good enough to make him a serviceable player. Yeah. Like, I guess I'm looking at um, the guys that fall out of the top 12 versus him. And he probably deserves to be where he's at. Um, yeah. I mean, there are, some guys back there that have some upside, but it's what do you want, right? So there's guys back there that are like, I'd be perfectly fine if I waited um, having to start. Um, that being said, if if Brady and Aaron Rodgers are basically close to free, I'm fine with that. Or Matt, so where do you have Rodgers? I have him 12. Okay, so... And they have him 13. I mean, that's got to be kind of, it's got to be years, years and years since he's been that low. Yeah. Rogers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so there has been talk about Aaron Rodgers not being the Aaron Rodgers of old. Um, and they're, they're, they don't have great receiving weapons right now, other than, you know, there's Adams and then what people would call Jags, just a guy, mm-hmm. um, which may not be fully fair. But nonetheless, some of those guys are returning guys that we were hoping would become something. The um, Valdez Scantlings and the um, Lazards and yeah. um some of the other guys are returning guys. They're not new weapons. Maybe they take a step forward, but there's just a lack of weapons. I think they're going to run the ball a good amount um, there. So um, that is quite the fall from grace. But if you want to bet on Aaron Rodgers, right, how low can you put Aaron Rodgers? That's the other question, right? Yeah. I. I well, I'm looking at this fantasy part, like, is he below Matt Stafford in um, fantasy pros? He is, he by is but I'm just saying, like, is he like for real? I, mm. I don't know. I mean, I listen, I know Matt Stafford, what he puts up like 5,000 yards, like almost every year, but he's a guy that has been kind of beat up. Yeah, but he's got Galladay's a pretty good weapon. Uh, we'll is, right. What Hawkinson becomes Marvin uh, Marvin Jones seems to always be a good a good receiving option, um, but yes, he has taken a beating over his career. Right, he misses from week ten on last year. Still throws for twenty five hundred yards and nineteen touchdowns. Um, in nine you know in nine weeks, you had did you have him last year? No, I had him two years two ago. years ago. I. Yeah, I had um, last year. I had Russell Wilson and uh, Josh Allen. Um, I think I got Wilson maybe like in the seventh and or eighth round. 
which obviously is not going to happen this year. I mean, it was silly for it to be that way before, you know, like, right. Um, I think sometimes people outsmart themselves. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, okay. Let me ask you this. Who out of that's not in the top, let's call it uh, 13, because that's where we're kind of stopping. All right, but no, well, I guess what I'm getting at, like, Wilson's four now. Okay. okay. I I don't know what he was last year. Like, which quarterback, let's call it six and below, can get into that top three? Well, I'm going to tell you, I don't think, like, so I'll give you who I don't think, right? Because... Um, I don't think Drew Brees finds himself in the top three, right? Like, um, I think like any of these guys, you can make the case too. If Deshaun Watson finishes top three, you're not going to be blown away by that, right? No. Josh Allen, you probably aren't going to be blown away because you would say like, oh, we should have seen this coming. Carson Wentz, uh, before he got hurt um, in his MVP caliber season, was there. Um I don't see that 11, 12, or 13 guy probably getting into the top three, though. Brady, Stafford, or Rodgers. I, I guess the kind well, of like. Brees, you know, like I think that you're drafting them where they're probably around where they're probably going to, like within two spots of where they're going to finish. I guess I want to narrow my question is who can I get in the seventh, eighth, ninth round that can finish? Or later? The top three? Yeah. Or later, right? Like or that, that can finish. Let's call it top five. Right. So um, I think a guy that's close to free and, and we'll see because, the again, the receiving weapons aren't great, but Cam Newton is close to free. He's done it before. He's been nothing but when he plays and he's on the field, he's been nothing but good. Um, I think that, there, you know, um, the name that we throw out is like Kyler Murray being a uh, comp to in his second year, I think there's a chance for Baker Mayfield to take a giant leap from ranked 18 um, into the top 10 or so, you know, like how many more weapons can you get the guy? So um, Ben Roethlisberger, if he plays, he seems to be able to throw for 5,000 yards, you know, like, right. Um, and then there's another drop off of guys where you would say it's really highly unlikely when you get into the later guys in that round. But I, this isn't the same as tight end where I look at these guys and I say, I'd rather take the risk. Um, but there are some guys here that represent close to free that can very well outproduce their, their draft capital. Um, and uh, it's really how comfortable would you be if you don't get one of those top seven, I would say, right. I think that, um, would you want to either spend up for, or if you, if you had to wait and you get into that later, later um, pick that you'd be okay with, you know, like, would you be okay with Daniel Jones being your week, week one starter? Mm, Probably not, but uh, here's a guy I'm going to, I'm going to give you this name. Mm -hmm. Jared Goff. Okay. I think they threw the ball over like 600 plus times last year. Um, and his touchdowns were like very, like, I think he was 
in the twenties. Like, don't you think that's a little bit of an anomaly there? Like, don't so, um, I wish I could credit where this came from, but basically when McVeigh gets down, even if it's by a field goal, he has the highest percentage of abandoning the run. Like, so even with a lead as low as three, they get in a high passing offense. So if you want to bet on, look, he, he threw 4,600 yards, 16 or 22 touchdowns is, but yeah, that's low, man. That's like, I, I just think that you're going to see, I mean, we talked about like the opposite, like touchdown regression. Like, mm-hmm. well, I think there's going to be like a positive regression. regression. Yeah, like, <laughs> um, but he's got multiple weeks here. Um, last year, week 10, 11, 12, no passing touchdowns. Um, and also week six. Um, and didn't get more than three, which was week 17 um, in a single game. And then other than that one that was three, he got no more than two most games. So you would expect as the ball gets moved up and down the field, you would expect more touchdowns. But um, what's going on here? Is it that he's not the best at throwing into a tight window when the offense gets into the five? Is it, you know, like what's what's going on with that offense that the touchdowns aren't happening? And, and I think it it warrants a deeper dive. For sure, yeah. Because to say, like, it's definitely going to progress. Um, like, statistically, if you throw that much, yeah, you should have more touchdowns. And and if it increases up to 30, which is where you would expect it to be, you know, that represents eight more touchdowns. That's 48 more points. That's a lot, you know, um, obviously spread over the season. But what do you expect from that offense, right? That's the next question. I mean, um, they got some really good receivers. They Cooper do. Cup, Woods, like, these are receivers that are going, what, like fourth and fifth rounds? They they, they absolutely do. It's Their offensive line has arguably got worse. True. That's, that's true. And uh, so it's what you expect here. Like, if you, again, if you're going to sit here and tell me Goff ends up in a top five, fine you know like i'm not gonna argue like uh, he's a name that obviously look he threw for 4600 yards last year he he can do it statistically but i'm also just not sure that i mean he got paid a lot of money he's paid like a like a big time quarterback i'm just not sure he's quite as good as maybe we thought he was in 2017 you know right um and that's that's kind of where you see the fall, but it, who knows? Maybe we, we, the fall, the projected fall is way too far. You know, he would be a guy I would not mind getting and then just taking another, you know, like that might be a guy where I take two quarterbacks and um, I'm fine with the, the risk reward there just based on the offense. I think that was going to be my next question to you. Like, obviously this involves draft flow and all that stuff. Like, do you typically draft two quarterbacks? No. No. Um, unless it, that second quarterback is like my last or, or one of my last picks. Um, 
No, and I especially wouldn't do so if I invested a high draft pick in a quarterback. I think the last time I drafted two quarterbacks, um, whatever Hurricane Sandy was, I remember because I remember where we were when I did it. Um, <laughs> was that like 2012, 2013? No, we were at Lenahan's. Um, oh. It was supposed to be somewhere else. And then when the hurricane was called for, so we always draft on Sunday and it's always the weekend before Labor Day weekend. And um so we had to we moved the draft up a day because of what they were calling for on Sunday. So we drafted, I think, like Saturday night, maybe. And um, we changed the venue to someplace that would host us on a Saturday night. Um, the bar is no longer in existence. Obviously, you know, like not a big question as to why if they're able to host a fantasy football draft on a Saturday night. Anyway, um, and it was one of those things where I had spent an early pick on a quarterback back then. It wasn't that crazy to do it. Um, and then I had spent a lot on Brady. I want to say this was 2013. I, I want, or I think you're right. No, you're, I think you're, yeah. Um, sounds right to me. And then I believe a few more rounds go and then Stafford sitting there and, he was, I, I believe it was Stafford. He was, um, it was a good quarterback. I, I'm not sure who it was. And it, it got to the point where I was like, even if it's my, like, even though I'm doing something I really wouldn't normally do, this guy's so good, I'm just going to take him. You know, like, uh, he should have gone two rounds ago. But back then, quarterbacks used to go earlier. And um, that's the last time I did it. And it worked out because Brady was a bust that year. Um but I also had a few busts and that that season was a lesson about like you can bust and still make a successful season if you if you're willing to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the last time I drafted two quarterbacks. Uh, Hurricane Sandy. Um, I might I might do it this year. I might not. It really depends on how expensive of a quarterback I've drafted first what's there and the risk factor and then the the ceiling that I see of a later round quarterback. You know, like if if it's getting late, very late in the draft and Cam Newton's still sitting there, I might take him. You know, like I can't say I wouldn't. And um, okay, here's my next question. Mm-hmm. Is there any scenario where you take Mahomes or Jackson? Hell yeah. Okay. So you're fine with I mean, spending your second pick on on not not my second. Okay, not my so. um, Again, if you guys have listened, um, both Ed and I are drafting at the end of the first, which means we're drafting in the beginning of the second. Which means if I take a quarterback at with early second pick, my next round of guys like so, I'm skimping somewhere, whether that's a another running back or a first receiver or whatever we want it to you know be for a quarterback. And um, the amount of time you have to wait for the net, your next pick to take a quarterback, I wouldn't do. The scenario where I would be taking a quarterback is if one of those guys was there in like the fourth round or the very late third. Right. Um, and that just goes to like, what's my, what am I giving up elsewhere in my roster to draft one of these guys? There is an amount I would spend on them, but it has to be right. And it would not be an early second round pick. 
No, I mean, yeah, like, neither of these, listen, neither of these guys are going to make it back to either of us in the third round. They're just not. It would have to be some epic change. Right. Well, you know, like, um, and that, no, it is, it would be highly unlikely in, in, in any league for that to happen. Um, that being said, that would be the circumstance. That's why I also would say it's just highly unlikely that I'm going to have either of those guys. But again, given how drafts go, it's also highly unlikely that I'm going to end up with anybody in top inside the top six. Um, when you're at, I feel like quarterbacks, especially like earlier, I don't know. You tell me if you feel the same way. I'd be more likely to do that if I'm in the middle of the round. Then I'm when I'm at the turns and I feel like I prefer to be at the turns, but I, I also feel like because you wait so long, you'd really taken those two picks. It's tough. It's tough to, to take a one position there. I, I, I that's the way I feel. I, I mean, yeah, I feel the same way. Um, and then here's another question. Mm-hmm. Okay, for our league and this area, where does Carson Wentz go in comparison to? Let's. I'll just we'll just use the fantasy pros rankings. Like, Ooh. so he's ninth. Like, is he going before? Kyler Murray or no. Watson, Josh. He's probably th- going before Josh Allen and Matt Ryan, right? I think after Watson. Okay. Most likely. Now, he may go before. I don't think he goes before the top four. The only – maybe Dak doesn't go as early, you know, like – Because still, of the Cowboys. Yeah, All right. yeah, yeah. he's a Cowboy. But I don't, I, I don't think Carson Wentz goes before Watson. Um but I'm not going to, you know, I wouldn't lay the house on it. I mean, I guess that sounds about right. Like, um, I just think anybody with their, a fully functioning brain, like it's hard <laughs> argument. Like, I think that you're sitting there and it's hard to make the argument that you would take Carson Wentz over Russell Wilson, you know, like, um, just a better history of being a top five performer. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you care about winning, you know, (laughs) well, and that's not like the cost of admission is that high for most fantasy, like for most average, like home leagues. But if you do care about winning at all, no, like I would, I would hope not, but look, it happens in home leagues. It just does. So, yeah, I guess I see him like if we are going by these rankings, like Mahomes, Jackson, Prescott, Wilson, Murray, Watson. In our league, I think after Wentz Watson goes after Watson. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that take, and I also agree that like at that point, depending on how it breaks down, like you're probably going to get Mahomes and Jackson very quick together, and then. Like Dak, Wilson, and Kyler are probably going to be quick together because people are going to start feeling like they have to take them. And then it's really where Watson falls after those two guys go. 
if it goes in that order. But I guess my point being is, is after the top five guys go, it's how other players start to feel about that crunch and their own anxiety about filling that role. Right. Yeah. So, um, that is a, a draft flow kind of item because I feel like quarterbacks and tight ends tend to be very streaky positions that people quarterbacks, tight ends and defenses um, tend to be very streaky positions. And maybe we don't consider the other ones to be streaky because everybody always needs those positions. Um, but I feel like when you see like the second one of those go, you start to see like the top seven come off the board very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's just like a run on a position. Yep. People get nervous. They do. Um, but I, I would caution people to, to ride it out because when you start to like, there eventually becomes an amount, like after an amount come off the board where teams that have one are less likely to take a second. So you might want to ride it a little bit and let that, let it pass you. Yeah, like you, I guess that's just having an awareness for, yeah, you know, like, all right, so-and-so drafted a quarterback here. Well, they're not going to draft another one probably until the last round, you know what I mean? So, like, uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, Uh, right. So, uh, I'll use the example of last year, and I I had used this in another discussion, and then we're going to wrap up. But, um... I wanted to take Lamar Jackson last year. A lot of people wanted to take Lamar Jackson last year. The guy who was picking, I was picking 10 or 11 last year. The guy that was picking seven already had Mahomes. I anticipated (laughs) falling to me. He didn't, you know, so it's not always a sure bet, but you should be able to take a little bit of a bet there, but also be aware that, Again, guys will take a second quarterback. They'll take it earlier. Sometimes they can take a more risky second quarterback. Some people have that strategy. Um, not one that I follow, but it also meant that I got sniped. Did, didn't your dad take two quarterbacks in a row? He did in like the sixth and seventh round. Right. You know, not something I condone. No, no, I don't recommend. No. But um, people will do it. And, and so – don't get too locked into ADPs when you get past. I, when Ozzy and I had the discussion, we talked about the script starts to get thrown out the window in the third round. Um, but really, when you get to the fifth, it's really out the window. So people are really taking preferences at that point. And some of that is that they've built a little bit of their team. And some of that is they have guys that they like that they might be more willing to reach for in a fifth than they were in a third. Mm-hmm. So... Um, that's definitely our top 12 quarterbacks, a little bit of a discussion about draft. Um, was there anything else you had about quarterback said? No, I don't think so. I think we, uh, we, we, we covered. Okay. Everything. Um, Yeah. So I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't know if I'll be back with another fantasy podcast for the rest of this week. We'll see if I am. The topic will be um, guys we like in the middle rounds. Um, so not like your wide receiver running backs, ones or twos, but more the threes, fours and fives. Um, thanks a lot, Ed. And we'll be back soon. All right. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye.